0: Welcome to another inspirational message from the chapel. We pray this message encourages and inspires you. If you would like any more information, check out our website, thechapelcollective.com.au. Hi, everybody. Uh, It's good to be with you on Church Online, wherever you are today, and want you to know that we're praying for you at the moment. ask you to join me in praying for our leaders, uh, our national leaders, our state leaders, um, those who are working on the, you know, the forefront of this COVID pandemic in hospitals and police and everybody else, and so we continue to pray, continue to pray for the communities that we live in, and continue to pray. Let's continue to pray for each other, uh, right across our church and the church, um, that, that God would continue to lead us and guide us and keep us because we know that he ultimately has everything in hand. So let's pray. Let's get into this today. Heavenly Father, thank you for every person gathered today to hear from, really they want to hear from your word. They want to hear by your spirit. And so we commit our way to, You. I pray you'd take this word, just encourage people, lift their spirits, Lord, point them forward in Jesus' name, amen amen well you're going to see an image This is my friend scotty williams he's a he's an absolute champion of a man uh we we were together a few weeks back and we had this conversation at the end of it we're just talking about things and at the end of it he said you know what i love i love that we have elevated conversations I went, Scotty, I, I love that idea. What do, you, what do you mean? And he began to tell me how by the conversation he'd been encouraged and lifted, you know, the mutual exchange, that been inspired. He'd been, as a Christian, he'd been, you know, stirred again around his sense of calling and basically just been lifted in his spirit. And, 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 and of course, that's easy to have when you know Scotty, elevated conversations. But what it did, it got me thinking. It got me thinking about how do we live Elevated lives in times like these. How do we live? How do you live? And how do I live an elevated life in times like these? And and so I want to uh, begin to talk about that with you today. I want to bring you to something very specific. Um, uh, b- but as we set it up, listen to this. Isaiah 58 verse 11. It says, The Lord will guide you always. He will satisfy your needs in a sun-scorched land and strengthen your frame. You will be like a well-watered garden, like a spring whose waters never fail. This is an incredible little passage where God promises his people, this is what you will be like. You're going to be like a well-watered garden. You're going to be like a spring of life to everyone around you. And you know, It's like your waters won't fail. And it's talking about this and it's full of life and life-giving. It's a breath of fresh air. It's elevated and elevating others kind of life. And, and what I love even more than this is what it says at the start of verse 11. Listen to it before the promise. He will satisfy your needs in a sun-scorched land and he will strengthen your frame. So before the promise, he just gives the backdrop. It's, it's a drought-stricken land. And, and us country Aussies, we, we, we get this picture straight away. It's so, hey, against the backdrop of a drought-stricken land. And then in verse 12, it goes on and says your people are going to rebuild the ancient ruins they're going to raise up the old foundations uh, you're going to be recall- called repairer of broken walls and restorer of streets with dwellings so we on one hand the backdrop to this well-lived life this well-spring living life is drought and ruin So, like drought as far as the eye can see And rubble and ruin when you walk out the front door. That's the backdrop. And, and, And so God speaks into this by his prophet. And he says, but I want you to know this even though there's drought all around and even though there's rubble and ruin at your doorstep and, and wherever you look I want you to know that you you personally you're gonna be like a well watered plant like a spring whose waters never fail you're gonna be life-giving you're gonna be full of life you're gonna be a breath of fresh air you're gonna be elevated and you're gonna be an elevator of others now that's a place to live and so as we think about that I, I believe this is God's hope for every single person. And, and if you're a believer today, this is absolutely his will for you. That whatever's going on around us, we would live like that at our core. So so how have you been in this current season? Would, would that describe you? Like a well-watered plant, plant like a, a spring whose waters never fail? Or, or would it be something other than that? How have you been in the season and the period that we're in? You will be like. And so let, let's think about where we are now. Let's move our way forward as we think about this: how to live elevated in uh, an elevated life in times like these. Let me give you a framework, and then let me bring you to what we want to talk about specifically in the moments we have. Here's a framework: a, a, an elevated life is one that's lived with an elevated look, outlook. Um, 2 Corinthians chapter 4, verses 17 and 18: For our light and momentary troubles. Are achieving for us eternal glory that far outweighs them all whatever we're going through so we fix our eyes not on what is seen but on what is unseen since what is seen is temporary but what is unseen is eternal an elevated outlook Is definitely part of living an elevated life and then elevated thinking Romans chapter 12 and verse 2 do not be conformed to the pattern of this world but be transformed by the renewing of your mind be absolutely transformed an elevated outlook and an elevated way of thinking then elevated conversations just like Scotty and I were having Ephesians 429 says this do not let any unwholesome talk come out of your mouths But only what is helpful what is helpful to the building up of others according to their needs what a great line that it may benefit those who listen Uh, elevated conversations speak that which builds up speak that which strengthens others speak only that which is good for them what a great place to live elevated conversations and then a spirit live life Obviously, that's an elevated place to live. If you're not a Christian, it might be foreign to you, but listen to this from Scripture. Galatians chapter 5 from verse 22. But the fruit of the Spirit is love, joy, peace, forbearance, kindness, goodness, faithfulness, gentleness, and self-control. Against such things there is no law. Those who belong to Jesus have crucified the flesh with its passions and desires. Since we live by the Spirit, Let us keep in step with the Spirit. It's talking about living by the power of the Spirit of God. Might be foreign to you, but it's an incredible way to live. It's the way God has empowered every believer to live. The elevated life It's one lived by an elevated um, spirit. And then finally, empowering spiritual dynamics. Going to live an elevated life. Going to need empowering spiritual dynamics. 2 Corinthians chapter 10. And from verse 2. I beg you that when I come to you, I might not need to be as bold as I expect to be um, towards some people who think that they live by the standards of this world. For though we live in the world, he's talking to believers, he says, we do not wage war as the world does. The weapons we fight with are not the weapons of the world, not the weapons of this life. On the contrary, They have divine power to demolish strongholds. We demolish arguments and every pretension that sets itself up against the knowledge of God. And we take captive every thought to make it be obedient to the authority of Christ. It's talking about empowering spiritual dynamics, the word of God and prayer and the spiritual realm and all those things. And and all of these are critical to living an elevated life, an elevated outlook elevated thinking elevated conversations spirit lived spirit led life and empowering um, spiritual dynamics and then there's this there's this if i'm going to live an elevated life um, living elevated in our soul and that's where i want to start today living elevated in our soul how do we live elevated in our soul in times like these that's a question we want to answer how do we live? elevated in our soul in times like this see see, you and i we have a body but we're not a body are we we're not a body with a soul we're a soul with a body the apostle paul talks about our body being this temporary tent we are soul we are soul people that's why we're moved by things like movies and music and and moments in time we're moved we're moved at a soul level we are soul people the soul is our distinct identity it's it's the true us it's the deep us it's the it's the eternal us uh, have you ever been to a funeral and, and 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 a person's body is is lying there isn't it true it's obvious this is what's obvious to me that the person has left the building that the body might be there but the soul the soul is way gone it's actually entered into eternity and 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 that's that's So powerful. We are soul people. And so think about that. People feel our soul, don't they? Have you ever had someone walked into the room and you can immediately pick up the vibe? We 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 feel people's soul. Why is that? We are soul people. We can we can tell often when when people are truly joyful or sad and hiding it or all kinds of emotions. It's we feel their soul because we are soul people. So how are you? in your soul right now how are you how are you in your soul right now You isaiah fifty-eight eleven 11 might be drought all around might be in the middle of a pandemic might be some financial pressure on us we might be in lockdown and we don't love it um with all that going on how are you in your soul can you still say yeah i'm like a i'm like a spring of living water or or, or is it struggle greater than that well we want to live elevated in our soul Here's, here's how we live that way in times like these. Psalm 23 verses 1, 2, 3 say this. The Lord is my shepherd. I shall not want. He lets me or leads me to lie down in green pastures. He leads me beside the still and quiet waters. He refreshes and restores my soul. He leads me in paths of righteousness for his name's sake. Well, these are... Uh, some of the most famous verses in all of scripture. I love this picture here uh, in terms of living elevated. And so it's, just, hey, it's God, the shepherd of my soul, who leads me. He He, he, he guides me um, in, so in the ways we should go. And he, he calls me to rest in the places I need to. Um, green pastures, besides still waters. He restores my soul, it goes on to say. And so here's the first thought. How do we live elevated in our souls in times like these? Just live connected to God, deeply connected to God. Sounds so simple, but how how deep is the connection going on in your life with God right now? Living deeply connected to God. God was so very real, so very close. You can hear it, his tangible presence in moments in this Psalm by by the, the, the composer David. And he's saying, the Lord is my shepherd and I shall not have need of anything he's leading me he's guiding me he's causing me to sit down he's God himself is restoring my soul and there's something in living connected to God here's what I know for sure we can all know God and we can all connect to God in a deeper way than we are it's not a pressure it's a reality and it's an opportunity that we can all live connected to God in a deeper way even than we are and, and so it's possible to have, you know, all the advantages of life and then still be lost in our soul. I was reading about Hemingway this last week, a man with unparalleled writing skills in his time. A man's man in so many ways. Wealthy, famous, loved, adored. And he was a lost, lost soul. If only he'd known the life that lives deeply connected to God. The life that the, the the writer talks about here, being led by God, being guided by God, where God knows us, where God gets us, where God's preparing the way before us as the psalm goes on, that where God is preparing even eternity for us. If only he'd known God on that level, how different life could have been. And this is how committed to us God is. and And this is how connected to him we can be right here in Psalm 23. And so here are here are three ways to take that connection deeper today wherever i find myself at number number one is, is just simple it's prayerfulness doing what the psalm writer does here i would say it looks like it's a picture that from his life from his reality where he would just get down by the streams in, in the still place and just alone with god he wasn't talking about just being alone he wasn't talking about isolation He was talking about alone with god and so prayerfulness, just that place of prayerfulness and um, just praying simply to God. What a powerful thing. And then mindfulness. It's so easy to be head down, phone on, on mission and just mindful of God as we move through the day on my screensaver right now is a picture of a person standing with the stars of heaven before them, you know, and, and the, the the image allows billions, it seems like of stars to to be in the shot and and it's just a reminder to me to be mindful of God as I move through the day, boy, it changes life. Just mindful that when I walk into this meeting, that God is there right there with me. When I'm on the phone in an important call like you, that God is there with us, that he's right in the middle of it. When when we're going about our business, when we're relaxing, when we're reclining, God is there when we're in anxiety, where we're struggling to come up with a thought, God is right there with us in the moment. Just being mindful and then being mindful of his grandness, just how great he is. Just to remember just how in control God really is. Prayerfulness, mindfulness, just to stop and take it in, even his creation, and remember just how vast and how grand and how great God is. And then look at the small and remember how committed to the detail of our lives he really is. And so there's prayerfulness, there's mindfulness. Here's the third thing, it's worship. Hey, I wonder, when was the last time you really stopped and just worshipped God in song? If you're familiar with that concept, really stopped and worshipped God in song. Maybe it's today, but if it hasn't been, it'd be a great thing to do today. Um, There's this um, Shawn Mendes interview in this tiny section of the clip. Shawn Mendes, famous um, singer, songwriter in the world today, young guy, not a believer, And he was listening to a Christian band called Maverick City. And he comments on how moved he was. And he acknowledged that he had this idea that Christians who worship were weird. But that when he encountered the music of Maverick City, he felt something deep in the core of his being and how it changed him and how it made him think about god i wonder if you've ever done that you could even do that very thing just punch in maverick city when we're done here today and and just worship god to the sound of their lyrics for just a few moments today and watch your soul begin to stir and watch your soul begin to lift and you watch what goes on as you begin to worship god or even be in a worshipful environment i love the words of darlene check Darlene Check is probably the world's most well-known worship song leader, great Aussie woman, humble. And she says this, I long to be known as an extravagant worshiper, that God would discover the song in my heart to be elaborate, over generous and wasteful in my pursuit of him. Oh, I love this. She said, "Hey, I just want to so worship God I want to be ridiculous in my generosity I, I just want to worship him as best I can with everything I've got it's like the hymn writer said turn your eyes upon Jesus look full in his wonderful face and the things of earth will grow strangely dim they'll just disappear they'll dissipate to the fringes as we take on as it talks and goes on about seeing God in his glory and grace and just to worship just to worship him, have you done that? Have you done that in a long time? Have you done that deeply recently? I tell you, in that place is something that begins to elevate the soul as we worship the one who we were created to worship. So let's continue to do that and to live deeply connected to God. That's the first thing. Then the second thing and the final thing today is this. is, is if, if we're going to live elevated in our soul, uh, there's a place and a pace that matter says, he leads me beside quiet waters or still and quiet waters. He, he leads me beside waters, place, uh, but they're not just waters, still and quiet waters. There's pace. And this is so important if we're going to live with an elevated soul, the, the the pace and the place. The elevated soul can, can thrive in hustle and chaos, but it's restored, it's refreshed, it's revived um, away from it. So it's fine to flourish in the middle of everything going on, but it's in the retreat away from there that really our soul is restored and, and refreshed and begins to thrive. So, so what's your version of the streams in silence? Your place without pace. What is that for you? Where, where is your place without pace where God has room, because it says God did, to restore and to refresh your soul? Where, where is that for you? Um, bear grills the great adventure is, is a man of sim- simple and sincere faith and uh, he, he absolutely believes in jesus and and he tells the story of when he was a teenager he used to climb a tree and just talk to god just talk to god he just find a tree and he climb up there and then have conversations with god and it was his place without pace it was his Place of silence where he was alone, but not alone, alone with God. Where where is that for you? Where your soul can be restored? Uh, the the next image you'll you'll see is is one where Bron would walk. These are images of bronze. This is an image of Bronze Farm where she grew up, and Bron would, as a teenager, not waiting till she was an adult, as a teenager, walk these hills. It was her place without pace where she would be alone and talking with God. And it would restore her soul. Such a beautiful place and, and a wonderful place to be. And, and then there's where, where I would go in, in my 20s. I used to, on my break at work, climb up the giant milk vat. Just climb the ladder you could in those days. And, and I'd get to the top and have this great view of Sydney. And in that place without pace, alone with God, in the, in the silence of it all, it was amazing how many times my soul would just be restored as i prayed and as i just sat and as i meditated and as i listened and as i worshiped god that place without pace where it restored my soul so so where is that for you where is that place you know right now for me it's uh here in tamworth it's on the grounds of the uniting church just looking out um, back towards tamworth i go and grab my coffee and uh, whether it's from home or drive through and i bring my coffee and I have my Bible and a little my journal and and I just sit there without any need to be anywhere or say anything and I I will start to worship God and start to meditate on scripture and start to pray and be silent and listen and it's amazing how my soul will be restored. I wonder where that place without pace is for you where the elevation of your soul can go on. Let me close with a verse Matthew chapter 6 and verse 6 says this find a quiet secluded place so you won't be tempted to role play before God just be there as simply and as honestly as you can manage the focus will shift from you to God and you will begin to sense his grace in Jesus name